In today's show, we're looking at, you guessed it, you saw it on the title. It's the fantasy basketball playoffs, the schedule. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fangio.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. As I said, it's fantasy basketball playoff schedule time. Now, this is something I resist doing too early. It's something I generally resist because I think it gets misused. I think it gets overrated. I think it gets overvalued, right? All the fantasy playoff talk, well, this guy's got a bad schedule. I saw someone say the other day, I'm not adding Mark Williams because look at his playoff schedule. And that is ludicrous. It is stupid. It is ridiculous, right? If you have such a focus on fantasy playoffs, I tell you, you don't know what's going to happen. Anything. We don't know who's going to be injured. That's the one thing that I can predict predict and project certain things. I cannot project who is going to be hurt at a certain time. I can't do it. I can't pro- project um, form fluctuations. I can't project that sort of ups and downs, right? You can't do it. It's impossible. Anyone who tells you can do it is lying to you. You can't do it. So like the over-reliance on fantasy basketball schedules gets you into a pickle. But making smart moves, understanding the schedule as a totality... Oh, he goes 4-4-4. It's 4-4-4. Well, it's 3-3-3. That's terrible. Right? Understanding how that fits into the rest of the schedule. A 3-3-3 week when the majority of teams go 3-3-4 doesn't actually matter. And a 3-3-3 week with zero back-to-backs is probably better than a team that goes 3-4-3 with three back-to-backs. Or quality games for back-end players. All of this stuff can be um, merged in together. And that's hopefully what I'm trying to get you to take out of what we're going to do. So we're going to look at four different fantasy playoff schedules. The one that I recommend is the first one, which starts February the 27th and ends on March the 19th. That is the fantasy playoff schedule that I recommend. Right, straight after the All-Star break, you finish March 19th. You don't worry about fake injuries and Xavier Simpson winning fantasy leagues. It doesn't happen. You get done with three weeks to go in the year and it's it. It's over. But I understand that's not default. Default Yahoo is finished on um, April 2nd. Default ESPN, which of course, knowing the stupidity of their setup, is the last day of the season, which you should never, ever, 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 ever literally do. Never do it unless you're in Rotary League. But you don't care if you're in a Rotary League because this doesn't count in fantasy playoffs. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff now. Whew. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. A reminder. You can access our fantasy playoff schedule grid or our fantasy schedule grid at basketballmonster.com. The link is in the description of this video, or you can just travel across to Basketball Monster and you can find it. And it shows you who plays what, when, color-coded, all that stuff. Now, on this screen, on the left-hand side, you see my, my little head is in a different spot. Hello, I'm in a different spot on the video to where I usually am. Because over on this side, I have got the schedule. 
for this first fantasy playoffs, February 27th through to March 19th, how all the games play out, the home and road splits, the total games, the amount of back-to-backs, the amount of quality games as well. We've also got an ease ranking there. The green ease means the easier the schedule. The red ease means harder the schedule. Now, that depends, and we're looking at this you know, three, four weeks out from here, and that changes based on form fluctuations and all of that sort of stuff. So don't get too hung up on that ease stuff. So this is the February 27th to March 19th playoff schedule. Three weeks. Again, your league might have four weeks of playoffs. You might have six weeks of playoffs with two games each. I can't cater to every single thing. But you can find this information pretty easily, especially if you're a member at Basketball Monster as well. So let's look. February the um, February the 27th through to March the 19th. Okay. Um, I'm just making some adjustments. Sorry, on the next screen. I've got to like multitask as my own producer here. Ah, uh, the perils. All right. So... Obviously, looking at this, Miami is the only team with 12 games. The only, only team with 12 games. They have a 4-4-4 schedule. The only team with the perfect schedule. But, but before you run out to trade for Jimmy Butler, before you go, I'm fired up about Kyle Lowry. They have three back-to-backs. So, towards the end of the season, injuries pile up. Will Jimmy Butler play 12 games? No chance. Zero chance. So, theoretically, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry might play nine games in the fantasy playoffs. They might not, but they might. And I bring this up to say that 12 games does not mean trade for Jimmy Butler. It does not mean, well, I must hold Kyle Lowry for 12 games. That's not what that means because there is a chance that they play nine or 10 or 11. Now, Bam at a bow, it feels pretty safe. Tyler Hero feels pretty safe, but who knows? If they get injured in the next week and it's a, an ankle problem that keeps them out two weeks and they come back on February 27th, well, they're not going to play 12 games through the fantasy playoffs. They are going to get hurt. But what this does, you know, Victor Oladipo, well, is he a great ad? Well, does he play nine games or does he play 12 games? Does he sit all the back-to-backs? Because then that obviously diminishes his value. You have Max Struess, his 12 games, he probably plays them all. Gabe Vincent, he probably plays. There's not a lot of focus on the Heat, but I think it's important to note. And then because you go down to the other end of things, you go Utah, that's a shocking schedule, eight games. It is. 3-3-2, it's really bad. They don't have any back-to-backs though. So there's a possibility that, say, Lowry Markkinen with his eight games, is more valuable than, say, a return of Carl Anthony Towns because the Wolves play nine games with two back-to-backs. So maybe Towns plays seven games, if he's even back at that point. Or you look at the Clippers, who have nine games with two back-to-backs. So is Larry Markkinen with eight games more valuable than Kawhi Leonard with seven games? Or Paul George with maybe seven games? Eight games is not eight games. On the surface, you've got to be careful of that. The Bucks play 11 games. You can see the total of their, um, their games. If I have a look at what their schedule looks like, their 11 games, let's go through it, it's 3-4-4, right? But the Bucks play have three back-to-backs. So do you get eight games of Giannis? Do you get eight games of Middleton? Or do you get 10 or 11? You can see, again, this is, if you are listening to this audio, you can go check this out um, on video to see it all. But we'll run through it. The, the Heat have 12 games. There's a bunch of teams with 11. Lakers, Rockets, Grizzlies, Nets, Thunder, Warriors, Magic, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, Blazers all play 11. The 10-game teams are the Spurs, Nuggets, Pelicans, Pistons, Wizards, Raptors, Hawks, Kings, Knicks, and Hornets. And then the nine games are Phoenix, Bulls, Clippers, Pacers, Mavericks, and or Cavs and Wolves, and then the Jazz with eight. In terms of teams to avoid probably because of the two-game two game weeks, in week one of your playoffs, the Cavs and the Nuggets have a two-game week. Not great if you've got Mitchell or Garland or Jokic. You're still going to abuse them, but the value of them or the impact of them decreases. In week two... Bulls, Clippers, Wolves, Suns, and Spurs all play two games in semifinal week. So if you're holding like a Devin Vassell, hoping he impacts your fantasy playoffs, he probably won't. 
Cam Johnson might become an issue. You know, you have all your fringe Clippers guys. Norm Powell, useless. Zubat's probably useless. Yeah, Alex Caruso for the Bulls, useless. Two games. And then in finals week, Charlotte, the Knicks, and the Jazz play two games. So maybe you know, when that person said about don't pick up Mark Williams because of the playoff schedule, yeah, in finals week, two games probably isn't enough. But you use him to get through to that finals, then you drop him. Or the Knicks or, or, or the Jazz and making those discussions there. Interestingly, the Magic, we look at their schedule, schedule the, old, uh, the old Orlando Magic. They have 11 games with one back-to-back. And that is the fewest back-to-backs of any team that plays 11 games. Now, obviously, the big impact there is John Isaac, who'll probably be able to play 10 games. Who knows what minutes he's at, though. But even if little injuries are cropping up for Wendell Carter or Mark Fultz or Gary Harris, the likelihood of those guys playing 10 or 11 games is sky high versus the Warriors' 11 games where Clay's probably going to sit two of them with two back-to-backs or Steph could sit one or two or Wiggins could sit one or two or Draymond could sit one or two. Or the Thunder, who have three back-to-backs. Now, they don't routinely sit players, but if someone gets hurt, then yes, that will help. That will impact them. The Bucks with three back-to-backs. The Sixers, 11 games. Does Embiid play eight or 11? Does Harden play 11 or nine or 10 or eight? They These are all very important things. And then when we look at the other side of things, well, the Sixers, every single one of their games through the fantasy playoffs here is a quality game. So the DeAnthony Melton value with the high back-to-backs, with the fact that you're going to use him every single day, gives the value. And as I said, the Clippers, they've got a 4-2-3 week. Um, a 4-2-3 week, but there's two back-to-backs, so it basically turns it into mush, like a 3-2-2 week. Be aware of that with Kawhi. Like that's seven games, 3-2-2. As much as I like what Kawhi is doing, if your playoffs are here, that's not good at all. That is a versus Miami's 12. Tyler Hero's 12 games. Kawhi's seven games. That's a trade where you make it straight up and it seems stupid. Or, you know, it, yeah, it seems stupid, but it will work out almost definitely in your favor in that scenario. I'm not going to go through every single move that you can make, just highlighting the things that are important, I think. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sportsbook in America. It's FanDuel. You've heard of them. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. There are so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57. With a no-sweat first bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. We go have a look at the all of the odds across for the Super Bowl um, at the moment, plus 300 for any player to have a 60-yard-plus reception. Doesn't even have to be a touchdown, although it probably would be. We're going to see big play moments here from the Chiefs and the Eagles. Someone can get a 60-yard at? Well, it's there at Fangio. The Fangio Sportsbook is app, app is safe and secure and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join Fangio today at fangio.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fangio.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fangio, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, let's bring it across to the next section of the um, fantasy playoffs. And these are March 6th through to March 26th. All right, so that is, you know, the next run of things. So we'll have a look at how that schedule uh, plays out for fantasy. I'm not going to go into as much detail in Hollow and things. The, the stuff is on the screen. The schedule is on the screen where you can see the things we look at. But there are three teams 
who play 11 games with one back-to-back. Now, there's a bunch of teams that play 11 games. The Grizzlies, Hawks, Sixers, Bucks, Wizards, Warriors, Rockets, Nets, Thunder, and Kings all play 11 games. No 12-game team in this playoff setup. But the Warriors only have one back-to-back. The Grizzlies only have one back-to-back. Important for Jar and for Adams and for Bain. The Warriors for all of those main stars. And the Rockets have 11 games with one back-to-back. So if guys are banged up, Kevin Porter currently, 11 games with one back-to-back versus the Hawks with three back-to-backs. The Sixers again with three back-to-backs. The Bucks again with three back-to-backs. Is that eight games from Giannis in the fantasy playoffs? Be aware of it. Be aware of it. Um, The Clippers... Just dreadful. Again, two, three, and three is their schedule. Eight games only, and there's one back-to-back. So again, another chance for Kawhi to play seven games only through the fantasy playoffs. Paul George might play seven. Getting off of those guys now, I don't really say this that often, as much as it's been a tough road with Kawhi and with Paul George, getting off them now, depending on when your fantasy playoffs, who you trade for, that difference of 11 games, or say 10 games, if you want to just, always a risk with back-to-backs, 10 games versus seven games, it's, it's one extra game per week. It's a big difference. That That is an important difference. That probably accounts for a round of two of value. So if you think Kawhi's 15th, getting the 30th best player who plays one of these 11-game schedules probably does you does you well. And you can work all these stuff, this stuff out on Basketball Monster. Week one of the playoffs, a lot of two-game weeks. Bulls, Clippers, Wolves, Suns, and Spurs all play two games. In week two, the semifinals, the Hornets, the Knicks, and the Jazz play two. And in finals week, we're back to the Nuggets with two games. Bad for Jokic. Miami with two games. Now, Miami's schedule in the last lot of playoffs was fantastic. In this one, not as good. Miami have a two-game week in finals week. They go 4-4-2. Big drop-off. And you're not going to be able to trade in the playoffs, so be aware of that. They have 10 games, the Heat, with two back-to-backs. So eight Jimmy Butler games, including two in finals week. Shouldn't like that, should you? Hmm. Pistons also have two games across that week. In terms of the best streaming teams, the Cavs, every one of their games is a quality game. 10 of 10. And the Nets, every one of their games is a quality game. So Seth Curry, although he's prone to sitting out. Royce O'Neal, you're trading for a Nick Claxton helps a lot. The Cavs, Mobley, Jared Allen, getting those guys in trades. They only play 10 games, but you can then free up other streaming spots on other days. Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, OKC, and Sacramento have 11 games. So it looks good on the surface, but three back-to-backs. Especially important for the Sixers and the Bucks for Embiid and for Giannis with potential resting with the foot and knee issue for Embiid and Giannis, respectively. Super, super important to pay attention to that. Again, have a look at the schedule on the side. We've got a bunch of teams with 11, a bunch of teams with 10, a bunch of teams with 9, and the Clippers with 8. But not every 10-game playoff schedule is equal. An 11-game schedule for the um, high-end Bucks players, players, Middleton Giannis, might be worse than, say, a Pistons player. Well, that's probably a bad example because they've, they've got nine games, but no good ones, no good players. But like DeRozan for the Bulls plays nine games with a back-to-back. He'll play through it. So you'll get nine games of DeRozan. And is that nine games of DeRozan better than eight games of Middleton? Almost definitely. Is it better than eight games of Giannis? Well, there you go. There's a debate, isn't it? Is, it be- is Zach Levine, eight- is nine games of Zach Levine better than eight games of Chris Middleton? Like these are the questions that you need to answer and look at. Is you know the Jazz with nine games and Lowry Mark and he'll play all nine of those. Is Lowry better than eight games of Giannis? Nine Lowry's, eight Giannis's? I'm not saying Giannis is going to sit all of them, but I'm also not not saying that. That's a distinct possibility. And this is a pretty common fantasy playoff schedule. Lots of interesting things. The value of streaming Cleveland and Brooklyn with all games being qualities. The value of having those fringe guys on your roster is immense. 
the value of getting out of the Clippers business. The value of the Warriors really working here versus the Sixers, even though they both play 11 games for your top-end guys. doesn't matter as much for your back-end players, the back-to-backs. It's more your top-end players who have that significant injury situation going on. The next one is Yahoo Fantasy Playoff Default. March 13th through to April 2nd. That's your playoff. That's your standard Yahoo Playoff Default. Ending one week before the season. Now, shenanigans will afoot during this time. I guarantee you, your finals week will be a disaster. It will be bad. There will be bad stuff happening. I know you can't change it now, but it will be bad. So where do the good schedules lie? Well, there are three teams with the 4-4-4. Memphis, Houston, and Sacramento. So there is a bit of a risk with Jar, bit of a risk with Jaron, bit of a risk with Bain, but not that much. You're getting Rockets players, your Shingoons. Although, you know, who knows? He could sit at any point, especially finals week. Porters, Greens, the Kings, your Sabonis and Fox. I think they'll be pushing all the way through. Although last season when they were out of the playoff picture, not that they're going to be out of the playoff picture, when they were out, they shut guys down. For as much as people tell you they pushed through everything, they did not. They shut players down at this point in the season last year. They've got a perfect schedule. And we go again from the first time we looked at things with Miami, great schedule, to Miami, shit schedule. They've got the worst, they've got nine games. There are three other teams with nine. Cavs, Knicks, Hornets, and Heat have nine games, but the Heat have nine games with two back-to-backs, a 4-2-3. So again, your Jimmy Butler, your Kyle Lowry, it's bad. It's, re- it's bad for Bam and Hero as well, but it's really bad for Hero, uh, for Butler and for, um, and for Lowry. It's really bad. And for Oladipo as well. Considering this stuff, you have to consider it. Week one, the Hornets, Knicks, and Jazz play two games. Week two of your playoffs, Pistons, Nuggets, Heat play two games. But in week three, the finals week, no team plays two games. So that's a benefit. The Pelicans are your good stream option. All 10 of their games are on low quality or low volume days. But as you'll notice, there are a lot more high volume days in this playoff setup. The Grizzlies, for example, play 12 games, but only seven quality games. So five games on high volume days. So fringe Grizzlies players, maybe that is Brandon Clark by the time we get here. Maybe Adams is back. Maybe that even includes Steven Adams. You might use them seven times instead of 12. And all of these top-end teams, as you can see on the graphic, no one plays many quality games. The Lakers have 10 games and five of them are on low-volume days. So Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook maybe, Rui Hachimura, shithouse. You won't use them half the time. They sit there as nothing players. This is this is important. The understanding of total games, the understanding of the impact of back-to-backs and the impact of do I actually use these players is something that you need to... It's not just 4-4-4, 4-3-3. Well, look at the playoff schedule. That is not how it works. When you're looking at top-end players, look at total games and back-to-backs. That's where you can get dicked. When you're looking at middle to back end players, look at total games, but quality games. So again, we look, we can look at this and go, wow, Sacramento, Malik Monk, 12 games, that's great. Eight qualities. Kevin Herter maybe falls into that mix. Trey Lyles maybe falls into that mix. So before you go, man, I'm going to grab these guys, these Rockets players. I'm going to grab KJ Martin because he's got 12 games. Well, you might use him seven times. And that makes him worse than having a Heat player. Makes him worse than having a Hornets player. One of those nine-game teams. and yeah, But even those guys, like the Hornets play nine games and six are quality. But those six quality games for the Hornets out of their nine is more than the five of the Lakers. So a Jalen McDaniels, a Gordon Haywood, 
has more value than a fringe Laker player through the playoffs, most likely. No one has more than eight quality games apart from the Pelicans over a three-week period. That's very low. And then Milwaukee and Sacramento, the Bucs are getting dicked by back-to-backs. Another three back-to-backs for the Bucs, the highest number, along with the Kings out of the 11 game. Well, the, the Kings have 12 and the Bucs have 11 games. Again, three back-to-backs the most of anybody through that time period. The Kings, it doesn't really impact. The Bucs, it does. So Giannis' 11-game schedule might be eight again. Middleton's 11-game schedule might be eight. The return of Bobby Portis, it might be eight. You see the difficulty in trying to plan all of this stuff out weeks in advance with with only the surface-level investigation? I, I encourage you all to really dig into it for your league. Know when your playoffs are and look how it all makes sense. Use weekly projection filters on Basketball Monster to see what if these guys actually play these games, how does it work for me? How does it work? And then lastly, I'm not going to talk about this one much because I've warned you a million times not to set your playoffs like this. Through to the final week of the season, March 20th to April the 9th. Good luck. I will be doing podcasts and covering the league exactly the same way I do because I know there are a bunch of you that have not made this correct decision. But be aware. There are five teams with a perfect 4-4-4 schedule. Memphis, Chicago, Utah, Sacramento, and Philadelphia. And it's also very important to know that when people talk about bad playoff schedule, Right, Utah had the worst playoff schedule if you use my recommended playoff schedule. If you use ESPN's recommended playoff schedule, they've got the best. So saying, well, Utah's got a bad schedule or Utah's got a great schedule might mean completely different things and be completely misleading and dishonest for other people. That's why you can't just say this shit in a vacuum. You need to explain what you mean. So all of those teams play 12 games, right? All of them have at least two back-to-backs with the Kings playing three back-to-backs. But... This last week, well, the last week and a half of the season, it is like 12 games, two games, 12 games, two games. Quality games become important, like massively important. The Grizzlies play four quality games out of their 12. The Bulls play four. So your Alex Caruso's, Kobe White's, Pat Williams. Do you even play them? But four games sounds terrible, but you consider the majority of teams play four or five quality games then it's not as bad. But you've got the little standouts there, like the Pelicans with eight of their 11 games being qualities. Or you've got the Clippers with seven of their 10 games being quality games. So a Norm Powell is probably more valuable than a fringe Bulls player like Pat Williams because you can play them at least seven times versus four times. In week one of the the Heat with a shocking 2-3-4 schedule with two back-to-backs. So they've got nine games total. Them and the Cavs have nine games total. And there's two back-to-back. So again, shocking stuff for Butler and Lowry. For the Cavs, and we're at this point of the year, they've got nine games, but no back-to-backs. They've got no back-to-backs. It's them and the Warriors who don't have a single back-to-back in the final three weeks of the season. So bear that in mind as well. Week one of the playoffs, Detroit, Denver, and Miami have two games. And then for weeks two and three, there are no two-game weeks. It is a chock-a-block schedule with a lot of games on. A lot of games on. Um... The, the, the wild thing there is Memphis, Philadelphia, Chicago, four of their games, uh, four of their 12 are quality games. And it, it's a big difference from like eight Pelicans games being quality games. It's a big difference for those fringe players. But again, like we're looking at, you know, say Jar with 12 games and two back-to-backs, you know, the value of him versus Garland with nine games and zero back-to-backs. But are the Grizzlies secure at this point? Do they sit Jar on the back-to-back? So does he play 10 and Garland play nine? And then the difference is nothing? 
These are all things that make it very hard to make those trades where you think you're getting a marginal advantage. But the Grizzlies might be set. Jar might sit four games in the final week that, or the final two weeks. Meaning that that trade where you thought you were getting a bonus fantasy schedule didn't play out. Didn't play out at all. So again, look at how these weeks play out. Pay attention to games. Play attention to two-game weeks. Play atten- pay attention to back-to-backs and pay attention to quality games. Back-to-backs, more important for the top-end guys. Quality games, more important for the back-end guys. So when you're adding back-end players or trading for them with the expectation they play a lot of games, make sure they actually play. Make sure you can actually use them in your roster because otherwise that 12-game week looks like a, a four-game week. Shout-out to Brandon Clark. And it's shithouse. And it's not useful at all when you could add a Trey Murphy or a Larry Nance to play eight games. Then, of course, he could get hurt and play three, which we cannot know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone what's going to happen in two months' time. I hope that helped you guys. Please let me know what you think about the fantasy playoffs. Did this change any of your thinking on making moves based solely on schedule or giving you more information to dig into stuff that is important? And that was the point of this, not telling you trade this player for this player, although... Clippers players, you probably want to get off them. Heat guys, not looking good in a lot of situations with all the back-to-backs. Giannis, back-to-backs, gross. They're probably the big takeaways. Clippers, shithouse. Giannis, shithouse. Embiid, bit of a worry. Kings, pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's all, and then, then looking at quality games as well. All that stuff is important. Guys, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up. You leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.